Trevor, I, I know we decided we weren't going to do Retro Bliss anymore. We, I mean, we quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've, I'm struggling here. What am I going to do with my life? Well, I mean, I kind of, I wanted to stop recording Retro Bliss because I just felt like my life was, was going to be so exciting and that the podcast was just holding me back. I felt like my life would be better without it. Me too, but... It stressed me out. Uh, nobody cared. Uh, nobody told me how cool I was. I even got to go to Dracula voice and nothing because of that. Nothing. Nothing. You actually got some compliments from that, but you're so self-loathing you forgot. But yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same way, though. I just thought, you know, my life would just really blossom after we quit Retro Bliss. And then I'd have a lot of free time, too. Right. I mean, maybe I could play pinball. Or maybe I could uh, uh, pick up soccer. Maybe I could uh, uh, something else that involves me doing activities. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But you know what I, I came to realize? What's that? So my life was just dreadfully boring. I feel empty. Without Retro Bliss, I'm a vapor of a man. <laughs> I'm just, as the great uh, somebody said, I'm just dust in the wind. You know what? Let's start the podcast back up again. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you think that people want us to? No, but I want us to. That's good enough for me. What podcast are we going to do again? Retro Blist! That's right, everybody. You thought we were quitting. You thought we were done. You thought you didn't have to put up with us anymore. And you were probably secretly hoping that. But no, uh-uh, uh-uh, we're back. And by back, he means we didn't take any time off at all. Or, but, well, we said we were going to. We, we, I don't think people actually listen to our endings because we threatened to quit like eight times. Yeah, that's all we do is we threaten to quit or we kill our characters at the beginning or we cash in on uh, events that happen way too late afterwards. Like this one, this game is, spoiler, is kind of a pinball game, and pinball's been done for a decade. Yeah, we're not catching in on nothing with this one. <laughs> you know what we're like? We're like, this, this is going to sound really offensive. Let me change it up a little bit to be okay. more modern. It's like the ugly guy who gets on Facebook and says, I'm just so ugly. I'm just so ugly, y'all. And he's hoping that people will say, no, you're so pretty. I love your eyes yeah. and your face. That's literally every post I do on Facebook. Right. And yeah. it's what we're doing by pretending to quit when we yeah. have no attentions of it. I haven't got a compliment yet. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this will be the final episode of Retro Bliss. Yep. We're not going to do any more after this one. Unless Johnny gets five personal compliments. That's right. I deserve and need, nay, have earned <laughs> five compliments at least for all the work i do <laughs> here let's put out an ultimatum because this is just who yeah. we are oh you know what yeah you listen to us this is a or else situation so what we're gonna do is we're gonna promise uh no we're not gonna promise okay we're going to there's, there's my, a cat on the table my cat just sits on the table let's I'm hope sure, for the best i'm sure that sounds good to everybody <laughs> that cat is so funny so uh where was I? <laughs> ultimatum ultimatum if we don't get at least one new Five-star iTunes review. Uh-oh. By the time we air the next episode... Uh-oh. We're going to quit recording this podcast. We're going to riot. We're going to scream. Uh, we're going to dance in front of you, and you don't want to see that. We're going to take at least a week off from this podcast from today. At least. If and we on, don't get a five-star iTunes review. And on top of that, if we do get one, Trevor, tell them what we'll do. We'll make a promise, too. If we get one, Trevor, what happens? 
We will publicly shame, I mean, thank whoever leaves us a five-star iTunes review. And shame ourselves. And we'll record an episode in your honor of the game we choose and what we choose to talk about and no choice of yours whatsoever. Uh, not valid in every state. That's right. In other words, if you say for us to do this one game, okay, let's do let's make a real one. Okay. If we get a new five-star review, we'll actually do another poll. And whatever game out of that poll people pick, we'll do. Even okay. if we're stuck with another game like Lego Racers. That's what we'll do. Yeah, that's right. fair enough. That's legit. If we get a five-star review before it's time to start deciding on a new game, we'll uh, we'll let the people decide on the next game. That's right. You right. heard it here first. Sounds awesome. Now, Trevor, real quick, where can they find this podcast on the interwebs? You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook. Just search for Retro Blist. And you can find us on the network at BICBP-radio.com. Where's that again? BICBP-radio.com. Yeah, go there now. Kids, just $5. Kids, just $5. $5. Actually, it's free. As long as you have internet connection, you can go there. And you can also find me on Instagram at johnnyism28. My other podcast is History Creeps on that very same network Trevor just said two times. Also, you can find this podcast and that podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Like we said before, please rate, review, and subscribe. That's how other people will find us. And if you do so... We'll make the next game uh, the people's choice. Yep. Sounds good to me. This game definitely was not the people's choice. No, it wasn't. And what game is that? Rockin' Ball. Rockin' Ball. Rockin' Ball. Rockin' Ball is a game that neither of us had heard of. I've never heard of Rockin' Ball. I just saw it somewhere randomly uh, on some poster, a video or something. And I thought it sounded kind of cool. And so I'd never seen it out in the wild, so I just... I'll be honest, I just got on eBay, the old eBay, plopped down $7.50, and here, it arrived like two days later. Now let's find out, Trevor, if this game was worth the $7.50 that you paid for it. First, let me ask you a question. All right, please do. Although this is actually our second pinball game. Technically. So we don't really need to talk about our history with pinball. Right. So let's just move past that. Actually, I think the last time since it was Pokemon Pinball, we talked about our history with Pokemon more than pinball. What do you think about pinball? I've always loved pinball. The... They're harder to find nowadays because arcades are just kind of gone. But there's still some places that don't have a pinball machine every once in a while. And I always want to play them. They're just so fun. I've never been good at them. I'm not good at them at all. But I've always liked them. And uh, when I had the original NES when I was a kid, uh, the games I had were the original Mario Brothers and pinball for the NES. And I love that pinball game. I totally agree. I love real pinball, but I very rarely get to play it. And I love pinball video games. Yeah. I don't even know which I like more. At this point, I love pinball video games probably just as much. They're their own thing. They're not a replacement for real pinball. But our famous Retro Bliss spoiler alert, this game is not just pinball by any means. No. In but fact, pinball is at its core. Yeah. At its core, it's pinball. But it's it's something different. And that's what drew me into it. And that's why, yeah, you might want to stick around and listen to this episode. Or don't. I mean, really, it's up to you. But if you don't, then you're just a terrible person and I hate you. And speaking of hate, let me just go and tell you, this game came out in North America in 1990 by KID, or KID, Kid, yeah. uh, published by NTVIC. Oh, they're great, aren't they? I guess. However, <laughs> in Japan, this was published by Namco. So They, I've heard of. Yes. And some of that's going to come up in the Bliss Quiz, so is, I won't say much more about that. Is they, I heard of a way to say that sentence? Nope. Okay. So let's just jump into it. What is Rockin' Ball? That's a good question. When you... Okay. Here we go. I've never heard of this game either. When you said, Johnny, the next game we should do is Rockin' Ball. I had zero idea what it was about. 
us trying to figure it out. Uh, I assumed some sort of it was some sort of sports game was my first guess. Yeah, and, and I guess I'm kind of right. Kind of. <laughs> so let let me just say up front, we're going to go over each of these modes, but I'm just going to. To me, this blows me away. This is a 1989 to 1990 NES game. Listen to all the modes this thing has. It has more content than I do currently. Yes, in your life. Yeah. So, it has pinball for one to four players, which is just one rock and roll themed pinball table. 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 It's like a double level pinball table that is pretty similar to most pinball games on the NES. Yeah, it's a good pinball table. There's one mode for one to four players. Yep. Then it has a mode called nine ball, which, like I said, we'll get into all these, which is almost like pachinko. Then it has a mode called battle flipper. Which has not one, not two, but three different tables in tables. this mode alone. Three different tables. Three different tables. Then it has a more. I was gonna say mord. Then it has a mode called sports mode. Sports mord. Which has its own two tables: soccer and tables. hockey. Yeah. So if you're counting, that's a lot of tables. That is seven tables in one pinball game, which for NES game, that's about unheard of. That is ridiculous. Actually, it's not. But where this changes things is. A lot of times if I saw a game that had a bunch of different little, I guess you want to call them mini games. Yeah. I'm going to assume, especially the older ones, that it's not going to be very good. So let's see what happens on this one. Let's just start from the top then. Let's just, uh, you want to go over the graphics and music before we talk about the different modes and gameplay or how do we? I think we should because you can kind of do that in one kind of fell swoop. Uh, the graphics, it looks like there's a lot of detail in it, honestly. Yeah. Some good colors in it. Uh, it's, but, like, it's not going to blow your socks off. Yeah. Yeah, Not this came out January of 90, and then it came out 89 in Japan. So this isn't a late NES game, and it's not an early NES game. It's kind of right there in the middle. Um, and I think it looks just fine. Like, it's not going to knock your socks off, but it's actually more detailed. Like, when you think about some of the other modes especially. It's more detailed than the pinball game for NES. It's certainly more detailed yeah. than the original pinball. Yeah. I'd say it's closer to, um, uh, there's a pinball game called High Roller. And Pinbot was an NES pinball game I really liked. Um, I guess it might be comparable to that graphically. Yeah. It doesn't really look the same, but yeah, so I think it looks, it's colorful, it's fun. You can tell what everything is. You yeah. know, the ramps, the flippers, you don't have to guess what it's supposed to be. Right. So graphically, above average, not going to knock your socks off, but but it looks good. Your socks will stay on your feet. Right. You'll but have to take them off yourself. They'll be you getting loose, though, I think. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. A little yeah. loose. And uh, what about the music? I thought the music, I wish I could remember how it went now, but it was kind of catchy. Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was kind of the same song, though, wasn't it? It felt like it. I think so, but there's it, three sort of main modes, and I feel like each mode had its own tune. Maybe it did. I don't remember now, even though we literally just played Our it. memory is so terrible. We, we just turned this game off. <laughs> well, this episode's been going for 11 minutes. We turned this game off 13 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I thought the music was What fun. I do remember, though, is uh, when we get to the gameplay, you're choosing characters, and all these characters are kind of like spoofs of rock and roll people. Yeah. Uh, so the music didn't feel very rock and roll to me, though. <laughs> no, the music's very cheery and chirpy and yeah. fun. It's it's good though. I give the music a solid, solid pass. I did, yeah, yes. <laughs> which is what I get most of the yeah. time. A solid pass. That sounded bad. I, yeah, it's it's par is what I'm saying. It's for we've been playing a lot of golf games lately. Yeah, we're just going to use a lot of golf lingo. Detour. Ever since we did our NES Open and Lee Trevino's golf episode, we've both been like hooked on video game golf. Yep. Hooked. Yep. <laughs> golf. 
Yeah, we're going to fade. We'll fade into oblivion. I have a Nintendo Switch, and the second game I got for it was a downloaded Neo Geo golf game. She's bragging over there. The Switch. Nintendo business. Switch. Goodness. That's Switch. what almost broke up his podcast. <laughs> hey, so let's get it right into the gameplay right, and the modes. Let's okay. Let's go top to bottom. Well, let's let's talk about... Uh, the first thing you do is pick your character, though. Let's so do that, yeah. Let's talk about that first, and then we'll yeah. get to the modes. Like I said before, each character is very much a spoof or a rip off of other... Uh, Known like one of them looks like Elvis. Yeah, one of them is obviously supposed to be like a rockabilly beetle or something. Well, one's John, one's Paul. Yeah, <laughs> and they're beside each other. Yeah. So. Uh, one of them is like a cool guy on a skateboard. Yeah, and another one is like a. There's two women too. Was one like of, Cindy Lawford or yeah, and one of them looks just like Chun Li on Street Fighter. She really does. Capcom never had anything to do with this game, but one of the characters looks like Chun Li. Yeah. So I'm not sure what she's doing there because she doesn't look like a. Does rocker. this game predate Street Fighter? It probably does. Uh, what well, came out in Japan in 1989? Street Fighter is weird because there was an NES Street Fighter, which isn't anything like Street Fighter we know now. So I don't think I can answer that question. Okay, I'm glad I asked it. Yeah. All right, <laughs> stay tuned. We might answer that at a later date. Yeah, probably Tom, forget. Dom, later. Never mind. I'm shutting up now. So you have what with like eight characters to choose from somewhere yeah. in that range. Yeah. Um. Apparently, in certain modes. They have dialogue. I don't think we ever saw any. We played all the modes. So I'm not sure, but they're, they're supposed to have dialogue. Uh, maybe it's only if you do really well, but <laughs> I guess we I guess we didn't. I'm assuming like the Elvis one would be like, oh, that kind of thing. So I don't think the characters ever, except for on the screen, when you win or lose, that's the only time you really see them. Yeah. yeah. But I'll just go and say for all these modes, we play two player. So there's a heads up. There's a lot of multiplayer content in this game. Yeah. Yeah. And the first mode was just pinball. Regular pinball. And as far as I can tell, it's just one pinball table, which wouldn't be that impressive if that's all the game were. But there's other pinball games on the NES where that's all it is, just one table, and that's the end of the story. Yeah. But this has one table, and I'll just say straight up, uh, I, I like the way the table looked. It sort of had a rock and roll theme. It was a double-level table, like I said. You know, there's multiple flippers and ramps and stuff. I'll say just purely as a pinball game, if that's all it was, I thought it was probably about average. Yeah. I was going to say mediocre. Yeah. Because the, the physics weren't the best of I've seen of NES right. pinball games. Um, but they weren't terrible either. They weren't bad, no. They were just they were just fine. They were okay. So if that's all there were, I'd say this would just be a very middle-of-the-road NES pinball game. Yeah. But it was a fun table. It was good. Yeah, it was all right. Really hard, though. Yeah, it was difficult. Stupidly hard. I kind of feel like the table set up to shoot the ball straight down the, the middle and, and lose your ball yeah. constantly. Yeah, happened quite a bit for us. Yeah. So what's the next mode? So the next mode is uh the it's not called pachinko, it's called nine ball. But it's it plays like pachinko. Yeah. It's the gist of it is every one of these modes is set up like a pinball table. Yeah. This one's set up like a pinball table, but uh, how do you want to explain this game? If you've ever watched I think pachinko is really huge in Japan. It but is. the where I knew it from was the game show The Price is Right. They came, I think they called it Plinko on there. But basically in Pachinko, the way, at least I think the way I understand it, is you have like chips. It's like a betting game, really. Yeah. You buy these chips and you drop them down and there's like pins or nails stuck in a board and they bounce back and forth between them. Yeah, it'll it'll dictate how the ball bounces. Right. Yeah. And you're trying to drop it into certain holes. Yeah. Which is the gist of this. Right. And you just take that and mix that in with, with tic-tac-toe, kind of. Right. There's like a, you got a grid with all those little uh, holes. holes in it. Uh, the gist of it is you want to get three holes filled in with a ball in a row. Right. From, but you want those just to be uh, vertical. Down or left or right. Yeah. 
vertical or horizontal. You don't you don't want to do it diagonal unless you get five in a row. Right. And then you can do that diagonal. It's the only way to do it. So if you sink three balls in a row, uh, vertically or horizontally, I think it doubles. What it, you bet money first of all, we should yeah. have said that. So if you bet two hundred dollars, you can double your money. If you get five in a row diagonally, I think it maybe triples your money. Yeah, it's better thing to do, but it's very difficult. And there's also multipliers that can appear randomly um, before you start. Yeah, that can also multiply your score. It was actually really fun. I really like this mode. I'll be honest. It seemed totally luck at first, but it's not. Yeah, because you can actually tilt your table a little bit too. Right. Which helps kind of di- dictate a little bit. But like, yeah, you nudge the table and it can move the ball yeah. where you need it. And the other difference is this one lets you have the flipper still too. So if the uh-huh. ball goes past the little uh, pins, you can actually knock the ball back up into them. Right. So it is like Pachinko with pinball flippers at the bottom. Yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah. That's pretty much the, the gist of that game. I had a blast with it. I really liked it. It's one of those games where you said you think your mom would enjoy this game. Yeah. It's one of those games you can sit down with family and I can imagine if we had this game, you know, in the early 90s, I can imagine sitting down in the living room floor. Maybe while mom and dad are in there just talking and everybody's kind of getting into it, you know? Yeah, yeah uh, I agree with happy that. Happy times. <laughs> Things are so much simpler then. Yes. All right, what's the next mode? So the next mode is called Battle. And this is a real, real standout mode. Yeah, this changes things, honestly, big time. This, honestly, could have been the game. This game could have been called Battle Pinball. And honestly, I think maybe it would have... I mean, I don't know how it sold. I'd never heard of it. But I think maybe it would have done better if they had done that. Because this mode has three different tables... Uh, the first one is called Bomber, but the gist of battle mode is you're both playing pinball simultaneously. Yeah, one of you's on one end, one's on the other end, and you're trying to score on the other. Yeah, so the person who's on the top of the screen is sort of playing against gravity, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, it takes some getting used to at first. Right, but the gist is you're trying to score, <laughs> you're trying to get the ball to go down the other person's hole. <laughs> There's a better way to put that, gutter, whatever it's called, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> But there's different things on the table, just like in a real pinball game, yeah. that can hurt your opponent or help you. Yeah. So it's really cool. Like in this one, um, actually, I'm not sure what the bombs do, <laughs> but you can do different things to hurt your opponent. Yeah. And also, here's the thing that we both discovered yeah. that really even changes this even more. If it was just that, that's pretty incredible. But what we also discovered is if you push another button, you can actually move your flippers to other parts of the table. And you can go back and forth from there back right. to their original where everybody's used to them being at the bottom, then up to the middle, and then back to the bottom. And that really changes things up because you can really hurt the other person even more, mm-hmm. or you can help yourself even more. That really honestly opened it up even more. And it's actually very confusing at first. <laughs> right. So we our flippers just disappeared and moved to a different part of the screen, and we thought we'd been sabotaged. Yeah, I thought I messed up the first time. You scored on me yeah. because I did it, and I didn't know what had happened. I thought... I also thought you'd actually done it by hitting a button. Yeah. And you did the right thing. That's how you bombed me or whatever. But it was actually myself who did it. Right. So all you do is press up yeah. to move your flippers. Then you press down to move them back to the original spot. And it's pretty cool. I can honestly say I've never played a pinball game where you move your flippers around. Yeah. It was actually awesome. I really liked that once we figured it out. And then uh, there's also Thunder in this battle mode. And Thunder is a very traditional sort of pinball table with two ramps in the middle. It's just a pure back and forth battle. Basically trying to sink your ball in the other person's gutter. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's cool. It's very... If you just want a uh, heated competition, that's probably the one to pick. And then the final battle mode table is called Attack. And it has all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, that one's got all kinds of bells and whistles. So I remember there was three things. It was like uh, Attack, Help, and Stop. stop. Yep. Attack puts a little like bumper type thing near your opponent's area where they keep hitting it accidentally. 
help, I think, um, maybe raises your bumper or something. I think it helps you somehow. And stop, I know it makes your stopper bigger, so it's harder yeah. for the ball to go down your gutter. Yeah. But it, it's cool. The, all three of the battle mode tables are cool. Yeah, and all three of them, you have the option of moving your flippers around, too. Yeah. So that really makes this mode, honestly, like you said before, if this game was just this mode, that would be fine with me, even. That, that could have been the game right there. To me, I mean, we still got a mode to go, but to me, that mode there is the main mode, and all these other ones are just amazing little extras they added right. that they didn't even need to, but I'm glad they did. And again, all these modes are playable with up to two players, except the original pinball tables with up to four. Yeah. So then the final mode, which is also great, is the sports mode, um, which again, maybe possibly could have been its own NES game, because you know a lot of NES games didn't have a whole lot going content-wise. Yeah, so anyway, so what these are is you literally just take the battle mode that we just did, but just make it sports-themed, kind of. Yeah. And changes it up a little bit, as in the two sports are what, Trevor? Soccer and hockey. So both of those play very similar. They just have different looking characters. You have a, let's just go with uh, hockey first. You have a goalie that you control and a flipper that you control. A single flipper, yeah. A single flipper. And the other person has that too. And you're just trying to hit it into the other person's goal and vice versa. And the great part is you can move the flipper and the goalie back and forth. And so you can really knock it into your own goal by accident yeah, a lot. which I did quite a bit. We had neck-and-neck neck matches, and the final uh, round, you have to score three points to win a round. Johnny scored all three points on himself. Yes, that's how good I am. I scored. I couldn't score anything on him. He was doing a great job with defense. Yep, but, Until, but I couldn't defend myself. Yeah, he's, that was my own worst enemy. <laughs> my own worst enemy. But, yeah, so soccer is – these two are very similar, yeah. but it's basically soccer versus hockey. Yeah, but both are great, though. They're, they're a ton of fun. They're fun. I mean, they're, it's goofy because you're constantly screwing up, but that's what makes them fun. Yeah. I would almost compare this to, um, this might be too obscure for some people, but as a board this gamer. This game itself was obscure. It's true. <laughs> as a board gamer, one of the games my family enjoys the most is a game called Crokinole. Yeah, Crokinole is amazing. Um, Shuffleboard would be something to compare it to if you never played that. Or even Foosball. This is honestly a lot like Foosball. Yeah. But it's just a very fun mode. The only complaint I had about this mode was that your flipper actually spins all the way around because 360 degrees. Yes. That's why it's easy to knock into your own. Right. This isn't a normal flipper. It just spins no. all the way around. So, yeah, that is seven tables in all. And honestly, they're all, I mean, some of them are similar, but they're all worth playing on. The, literally, this game, is that all we need to say before we get into final reviews? Because I'll just say what I was about Yeah, I mean, that's all the modes and everything. Okay, literally this game, I'll go first. Literally this game is at its essence a pinball game that they just really made amazing. Yeah. Uh, and which is what's even saying even more is the actual pinball, just a regular pinball mode, is probably the weakest of all of them. It really is. It's probably the one I'll go back to the least. Yeah, and that's saying something. This is a game that I could see me playing, like I said before, I think my parents would love this game. Yeah. Uh, I could play this. You can pick this up and play this with anybody, and they'll get into it. I don't yeah. care what age either, honestly. I think any age could get yeah. into it. It's a lot of fun. It takes pinball and turns it on its head. And... I really enjoyed this game a lot. I mean, ask you how much it was. I'm thinking about getting it for myself. Mm -hmm. I really like this game. I can't believe it's that cheap. I know. It's, <laughs> maybe it's not as obscure as we think, but I definitely have never seen I it. I never heard of it. I'm trying to think what to give this game. It's tricky. We never play anything quite like it. It's very different. I'm going to... It's very good. I really liked it. I, want, I already want to play it again. Uh, I want to give this a 7.2. I feel that's very good. I wanted to go seven and a half. Yeah. I'm just going to go seven and a half. I'm just going to do it. Seven and a half. Just because this game is a lot of fun. There's a, what really helps this game a lot 
is especially if there's two players, the replay value in this game is super duper high. Yeah. I'm going to do this because I was debating that in my, my head myself. And I think this is one of these games that warrants um, not necessarily two separate scores, but you just need to know going in. This game is probably not that great if you don't have at least one friend to play it with. This game needs... <laughs> That's just a sad statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you... I mean, I mean, if it wasn't for Johnny, this is going to sound really sappy. <laughs> if it wasn't for Johnny... I don't think these retro games, I would get to play them with many other people. So there's a lot of people out there like me probably that have hundreds of these retro games, but they only ever play them with them by themselves. Yeah. I honestly think this game would be a five and a half to six if you're totally by yourself because the main pinball mode is fine, but it's not great. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how you play the other ones really. I think you could play them all against the computer, but I don't see it being that much fun. Yeah, I agree. This is like any other, you know what? This is a pinball game, but I'm going to say it's most comparable to your NES, baseball, hockey, golf, I was literally football. just saying this is just like all the other really good NES sports That's games. That's what it is. Yeah. Where they're very good, but you need somebody to play them with. This game yeah. is all about the competition versus a friend. That's what it's all about. So I'm going to say, just in the interest of fairness to the fans who might go out and you know buy this game, I'm, I would say maybe a six if you're by yourself. But for me, I'm going to give it a seven and a half as well. It's just It's just pure fun. It's not perfect. It doesn't get a seven and a half because it's such a great pinball game. You get seven and a half because of how fun it is. Because of how fun it is and yeah. because every single mode is worth playing. Yeah. I mean, to, to go back in our backlog, the Three Stooges, I think it had maybe half a dozen mini games. Yeah, none of those were near as good. One as was decent. One more maybe was playable. None of those were near as good as pinball was on this, and pinball was the right. weakest mode on this. The weakest mode in this is average. Then it goes up from there. Yeah. So, I think if you've got at least one person you play with sometimes and you enjoy just competitive two-player NES games, this is a 7.5 out of 10 for me. And how much did you say you paid for this? I paid $7.50, which was a fair deal, but you can get it for 10 bucks all day long. 10 bucks is well worth $10, right? I, I think. I, I pay that all day long. $10 is a great price for this. It's a fun game. I believe this gets the Retro Bliss approval. So Absolutely. This belongs on your shelf right there beside... Um, Bad News Baseball and NES Open and Tecmo Super Bowl, as yep. far as I'm concerned. I agree completely, 100%. So, I'm glad you got this one and we got to experience it. Very happy with this purchase. <laughs> you know what other purchase you'll be happy with? A commercial purchase. You're right. Let's play it. All right. We are Nintendo Ultimate TV Game System. We challenge all players. You cannot beat us. Aim your Zappa gun. You cannot beat us. Even with your robot partner. You cannot beat us. Saw one William. You cannot beat us. Discover new worlds. You cannot beat us. We are Nintendo. See, are you happy you paid for that somehow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much money do you think we just made playing that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that, man. Yeah. I wrote okay. that number down there. It was big, wasn't it? It was humongous. Yeah. All right. Now I think it's time for everybody's favorite mode. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, what they actually come for. And that, of course, is the British Queers.
this new version of the Whisk Quiz, I think it's my turn to go first. I don't know why I said new version. It's exactly the same as it used to be. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to start with this question. Okay. So what character, and you probably looked this up. I hope you didn't. What character was featured in the Japanese release that is not in the North America release? And I'm going to give you three choices. Okay. Was it Johnny Cash, Pac-Man, or John F. Kennedy? So which one was in the Japanese version but not the American version? Right. Uh, Johnny Cash, JFK, and who's the other one? Pac-Man. Pac-Man? Pac-Man. And you said this was a Namco game, right? It was published by Namco in Japan. I'm going to go Pac-Man then. I was hoping that throw you off, but it actually is right. <laughs> yeah. So actually, in the Japanese version, I think the main pinball table is sort of Pac-Man themed. That's kind of neat. They totally changed it for the North American release. I guess because a different company published it. That's kind of neat. So yeah. All right, ready for your first one? Yeah. There we go, Trevor. Yes. Pinball. Pinball was. <laughs> what if you repeated every word I said? Said. Pinball was banned in most America, most of America's big cities from the 1940s to the 1970s. Why? I want to give you some choices. Huh. Was it because of A, people would get severe tendinitis? Hmm. Was it B, because since it was a, 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 a game of luck, it was gambling, considered gambling? Or was it C, the parents were afraid that the kids would get caught up in it and not get their schoolwork done? I think it was because of gambling, because people were freaking out about that stuff. Yep, it's true. Yep. Cool. So we're both one for one. Good question. So, I mentioned the Famicom version. Yep. The Japanese version. Uh, so, on top of having a totally different main table than the NES version, um, you had other differences. Like, the, the bumpers were further apart, so you had, like, a bigger playing area, but it was also considered harder. But that has nothing to do with the question. Okay. The question is, what was the Famicom version called? I don't know. And I'm going to give you three choices. Okay. Was it titled Pinball Parade, Balls of Steel, <laughs> or Family Pinball? I hope it's Balls of Steel. I'm going to go with that one. Sadly, it was Family Pinball. That got it. Very boring name, so I hope you wouldn't go for that. We got the better name on that deal. Yeah, Rock and Ball. It's actually pretty cool. Rock and Ball. All right, Trevor, number two. In The Who's Pinball Wizard. Yep, I've seen song, that movie. The song. What does the main character play by? Is it A, he plays by a sense of smell? Is it B, he plays by a smoky bar? Or is it C, he plays by a group of people who are watching him? Sense of smell? Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah. That's how the song goes if you listen to it. I have weird memories. There was a movie based on that, right? The actual, the actual album is actually kind of a rock opera. And I think they made a movie. I'm yeah. remembering it. It was called Tommy. Yeah, that's yeah. who the main character is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so it's probably a movie a kid shouldn't have seen, but I remember seeing that and <laughs> Dad like passporting past certain parts. Side note: I've always loved the Who. So that, yeah. So anyway, go ahead. So your final question is a pretty fun one. What is the top-rated electronic pinball machine according to the International Pinball Database. Okay. So instead of the IMDB, this is the IPBD games. Okay. <laughs> so there actually is an International Pinball Database. They rank the top 300 machines. Um, they rank both electronic and like the old-timey ones that were just mechanical. Okay. So this is the electronic. All right. Um, I'm going to give you five choices. Ooh. And I need you to find the top-ranked pinball table of all time. Gotcha. A, Twilight Zone. B, Theater of Magic. C, Star Trek The Next Generation. D, Medieval Madness, or E, The Lord of the Rings. Oh, man. 
And these are all real pinball tables, by the way. I want to play literally all of these. Yeah, me too. I would like to own all of these if I were incredibly rich. Do you want me to name them off again? No, I remember them. My heart and soul wants to go Lord of the Rings just because I love that so much. So I'm going to go with that. I was excited to find out there was a Lord of the Rings pinball machine. But I guess I'm wrong. It's ranked 14, which is still incredibly high. So apparently it's very good. So let me just go in order for you. Um, Well, Lord of the Rings was 14. I had to put that in there because it's Lord of the Rings. But the number fifth ranked of all time was Medieval Madness. Um, Three, I didn't put four down for some reason. Four was Indiana Jones. That's cool, too. I want to play that one. Three is Star Trek The Next Generation. Two is Theater of Magic. And one is The Twilight Zone Machine. Oh, really? So, yeah. Twilight Zone's an actually really great show, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, Trevor, your last one. <clears throat> I did a Trevor, and I went to eBay. Good, because I didn't this time. I'm going to list you three things, and you tell me which one has the most expensive buy-it-now price. Okay. Ready? Was it is it A, a six-foot air hockey table? <laughs> that could be a piece of junk or a... Bar quality one. Okay, great. I'll tell you that it looked pretty nice. Okay. Okay. B, all these are all these things look nice. Okay. I wasn't trying to be weird with that. Okay. B, a foosball table that's a competition size, 48 inches. Huh. Or is it C, a pinball for the NES, a sealed copy? And it's actually also VGA rated. Oh, gosh. Which is the most expensive. Which is the most expensive. Pinball, foosball, air hockey. I'm actually going to go with air hockey. Yeah. Pinball NES sealed VGA uh, graded graded very high. My head was four hundred and forty nine dollars ninety nine cents. That would be cheap now. for an air hockey table. I feel pretty good. Foosball table is forty eight. The forty eight inch foosball table yeah. was seventy nine dollars ninety nine. Okay, cents. there's no way that's nice. <laughs> it's 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 nice. It's just cheaply made. Does that make sense? Okay. It's like one that anybody can get for their kids. Okay, so it's not nice, but it's nice. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> like the pool table we used to have growing up. It was like eighty nine dollars, yeah. and it was yeah. five feet long. All right, the air hockey table. Uh-huh. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Was five hundred and nine dollars and ninety five cents. You got three for three. You did it. Oh, drop the streamers. Drop the balloons. Trevor went three for three. I want to thank the academy. the academy. I don't think I've ever done that. I don't think any of us have done that. I think did maybe I, you did. Uh, maybe I did it once. And I didn't give you a party, so I feel bad now. You should. You see how excited I am for you. That's how many did you get this time? None. You didn't get Pac-Man? You got Pac-Man. Oh, I got one. You got one. Okay. I went one for three. You went three for three, though. All right. I'm going to get myself something nice, like a Switch. <laughs> when I was younger, my dad made me get a Switch. It was never, I was <laughs> yeah. never half as happy as you were. I always are got now. the belt. I don't know which is worse, but it was just the belt for us. The worst is when, this is a weird side tangent. The worst is when, and by the way, we both have loving parents. So yes. I was not beaten completely to death. No, we were not beaten like crazy, but. Just what deserved it. But the worst is when you had to get your own switch. That does sound bad. It sounds it was terrible. I had to do it like once, and it was, <laughs> I don't remember what I did, but I do remember that I had to pick it out myself, and that I cried, <laughs> and so my dad barely even used it because so, I think he felt bad because I was crying so bad. So I remember I had to actually walk myself to Walmart, which was like thirty miles. I had to buy a belt, um, and then I had to give it to my dad to use. <laughs> That's not true. I think I might have had to pick it out one time though, which was. That, you're right. That is the weirdest part. Yeah. Yeah. But what's even more weird is my dad would always say before he spanked me when I honestly always deserved it was, uh, this is going to hurt you more than it hurts me. And I'm telling you, he lied every time. That hurt pretty bad. I think you said that backwards. Nope. You said it's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt me. That's what my dad would say. Oh, he would say that? Yeah. He didn't say it's going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. No, that is what he said. Yeah. You're right. He <laughs> yeah, didn't say it backwards. Because that was really funny if he said that. <laughs> it's going to hurt you way more than it's going to hurt me, son. Uh, then he was right. Yeah. yeah. That's how he said it. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> 
Well, that was a tangent. Yep. Our parents love us, though. Yeah. We got we got lucky in the parent gene pool. Most of my blood is dried up by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trevor, huh. this has been a uh, good episode. I'm glad we decided to come back for one final episode. I'm, I am, too. So you think we should be done after this one? I'm uh, thinking we should get to episode 49 and quit before we get to 50. <laughs> yeah. We're so close, but we should quit right before the market. Yeah, I think so. Let's put it this way. If we don't have three new iTunes reviews <laughs> by the time we hit episode 50, we'll just quit at 49. We'll blow this thing up. We'll blow it up. I mean, real explosions. Do we have those? Can we get those? Your dad used to now blow we're st- going to have to quit because the government is going to shut us down. Your dad used to blow stuff up for us. <laughs> we better turn this off now. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs>